Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all been done. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's all been God damn this fucking... God. It's all been done. Woo-hoo-hoo. Reminder, close the show out with some bare naked ladies. The fans will love it. Let's see if Brandy's... Brandy's, like, internet's just not working. Which is super great for when you need to do a podcast. Mm. bang a lang Do the thing. Please now. It's all been done. I have had two white claws and I am feeling pretty good right about now. Wow. Well, I haven't eaten any food today. That's how you do it. What white claw flavor did you go with? You go with black chair? Watermelon. Wow, that's a, my one of my least favorite ones is oh. watermelon. It's really the only one I like of White Claws. Really? Flavors. Yeah, White Claws like, are not my favorite, but I, I buy the all watermelon packs of White Claws because I love that flavor. Wow. No, I uh, I mean, I, I can handle watermelon. We, I think we all know that the lime one is hot garbage. Yeah, it sucks. I'm a black cherry boy. It's all right. You know? I like my. You know what's overrated? What? I shouldn't even say it in case they ever want to hashtag sponsor the pod. Yeah. But the Topa Topa Chico. Oh yeah. Their seltzers are not it. No, stick to water, guys. I don't like them. I would say, Vizzy. I think Vizzy is my fave. Vizzy, seltzer. Vizzy and Truly are too sweet for me. I uh, I like the Vizzies though a lot. I really like that. I like their flavors. They're very creative with their flavors. I appreciate that. So is White Claw your fave? White Claw is my fave. I don't like High Noons either. Those are also too uh, sweet. Mm, yeah, I don't like those either. So You know what I like, and I think it's a Canadian-only thing, is the nude seltzers. Have you had those? No. Oof, they're my fa- They're above Vizzy. They're my favorite, but they're hard to find. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. Where are you that your internet sucks so hard that we've had to wait three hours to do this podcast? So let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. So I have a rare weekend off Mm. and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the motherfucking beach because it's only seven hours away and I'm going to go. So I'm down in Florida. uh, I'm in the 30A area, if you're familiar. It's the Panhandle. Of course. Um, So Seaside is kind of like... Destin. The hot spot here. I'm just south of Destin, just north of Panama City Beach. Watercolor. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm right next to Watercolor. Yeah. Exactly. Al- Watercolor, Alice Beach, Rosemary Beach. I'm in like that stretch. And drove down this morning, and it's, it's a seven-hour drive. It's not terrible. And you know, we're like reaching our six-minute fifty-four. We're like almost here. And we turn onto the last turn before our Airbnb, and all of a sudden there's all this traffic, and it's only like three o'clock. We're like, "What the hell?" And we're in all the traffic, and then, and then everyone's turning around, and we're like, "What's going on? This is the way in. This is the way in. I don't, I don't know how to go another way. That's where the beach is." And everyone's turning around. And we're like, "What the fuck?" So we have to go the long way. Add another thirty minutes on. Come to find out, there is a wire, a telephone wire, an internet wire. I don't know what it is. There's a wire down, and they've closed the street to repair it. And apparently, that took out the internet in the whole area. They said we were lucky to have power at all. So I felt bad complaining, but I did complain. 
So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go to the beach and watch the sunset and have two white claws while I wait for them to repair the internet. And then I came back and at first it wasn't working and I started to panic and I was like, I'm going to have to use a hotspot. Wells is going to be so pissed. He has very high expectations for connection and for audio quality. Sure I do. And here we are and it's working, which is great. I like that they tried to gaslight you and being like, you're, oh, yeah. you're lucky you have power. Yeah, because that's how it works. The cable lines <laughs> and the power lines are the same. Yeah, I that's don't what, know. That's what you tell a bunch of girls who have no idea what's going on. To make, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you, man. Those are different lines. Do not try to do this to me. All right. Oh, they did. They were like, "You're lucky." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half half the areas without power. Count your blessings. Yeah, exactly. Have another white claw. Settle down. I do love that area, and mm-hmm. what I love about that area, if you haven't been to the Destin area, there's a couple things that you'll see on every single car. You will see the 30A sticker, which is yep. a three, the and then a zero, and then but the zero is uh, got like little sunshine rays on it. Sun. Uh-huh. And for years while I was living in the South, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck that meant. And I just thought it was like some sort of sunscreen that like everyone loved that they were like, I got to it's like, like the Apple sticker. Like I got to throw this on my car. Cause it's, I love sunscreen. Like I love 30 SPF. This is my thing. I was wrong about that. <laughs> the, other, the other thing that every car has down there, you've got a Yeti sticker oh, yeah they got a yeti sticker on their car because they identify as people who really enjoy a cold beverage and then hey they, that's i enjoy that i do too but also like you got a cooler company on your car come on you're yeah. better than that yeah. and then they also a lot of people have salt life dude they are fucking living the salt life it's always in like kind of like graphic writing where you're like oh this guy's a badass he like really loves the seas like a modern day <laughs> Jack Sparrow over here living that salt oh, yeah. life. Those are the things that you will see on every car. I feel like it's also frequent to see the ones you love of like your whole family, the stickers of your family on the back of the car. Yeah. You love those. I mean, they're the worst. And it's also like <laughs> so easy, you know, if you're a kidnapper to be to identify yeah. what cars, you know, come on. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool that you're Florida. down there. I, I do I do like that part of the country. It's uh it's fun. It's very pretty. The sand is is so soft. Yeah. And it's white. It's beautiful. The water is so pretty. It's blue. Um, and just very calm. I feel like for for an ocean. I mean, we're on the Gulf, so it is gorge. And it's a short seven hour drive from my house. So they got good redfish down there. They got some blue crab there. That's real good. Ooh, that sounds bomb. Yeah. We have a reservation. Uh, at a sushi well I think it's actually like a like a restaurant like a seafood restaurant but they're n- they have really good sushi I'm really excited about it oh nice well I'm glad that you're on vacation in Florida um, because I today what I got to do was go to the dentist which is always Ooh, but you know what what you know what Laughing gas is so great. I don't get that, though. I was thinking about that when I was at the dentist today. So you take laughing gas. Are you allowed to drive afterwards? Yeah. They hit you with some oxygen when you're done. and You just got to, like, hit the oxygen for 10 minutes and you're good to go. Dude, I just don't like the implied criticism going in there <laughs> just right off the bat. So the first thing after, you know, like, hey, I'm, you know, the tech. Nice to meet you is how many days a week do you floss? 
And you know what? I've decided that I'm just not going to be that guy anymore that's just lying. Like when the doctor's like, how many alcoholic drinks do you have a week? I don't know, fucking 47, maybe, give or take. <laughs> You're always like, I don't know, like three or four. That's fucking a lie. So I, I said, if I'm being honest, three to four times a week, which I feel like that's that is a lot. very good. Very good. And she started to shame me a little bit, being like, you really need to be sh- flossing every day. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I floss more than most people in the in the country, in the world. Mm-hmm. And I just you don't do. feel like I should be shamed for this. All right? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, Preach. which is the truth. I do floss. I floss half of the week. Okay? Here's like the little trick that they've got. Okay? So they put you in the little chair and, you know, they fucking x-ray you. And by the way, hey, guys. Hey, fucking dental community. Can we get the x-ray plastic to not shred the inside of my mouth every single time? Is that a possibility? Why does it have to be this like fucking hard ass square that digs into my gum line? No, thank you. All right, this is already bad. You're already shooting radiation into my mouth. I love that they're like, let me put this lead blanket on you just in case the, the radiation goes into your body. We wouldn't want that. Oh no, it's okay to shoot it into my brain though. What? What? logic is this but anyways they sit you down you know they fucking x-ray you to death i think i think the x-ray thing's the racket because every they're like do we need to do x-rays and i'm like i don't know do we and they're like you gotta just start saying no we gotta we gotta gotta do x-rays why do you even ask all right come here every six months and i gotta do x-rays every time i I don't know why we're asking if we're we're just doing it then we're doing it. If we're not, we're not. But I just am super excited for this fucking brain cancer I'm getting because I know that the lead blanket isn't going to fix my head. So back to the flossing thing. They start fucking picking at your teeth, right? And they got some medieval micro scythes that they're just going in there and they're just scraping the fuck out of your teeth. And it sounds like hot death, by the way. So scary. And I'm sitting there thinking- why you need the laughing gas. And I'm sitting there thinking- Laughing gas, pop in your AirPods, put on a playlist. You don't hear any of it. I'm sitting there thinking, this has got to be terrible for my enamel. You are just grinding into my teeth. I know you're getting the plaque out, but you're also just like, just got to be ripping off like so many layers of tooth. I don't really know how teeth work, but it just to me, it doesn't seem like the right thing. So they fucking go in there with this grim reaper tool and they're just scraping, scraping. And then they're like, oh, we got to get the high powered fucking water jet that they can cut through diamonds with to get this plaque out. So they go in there, they're shooting that into your gum line. And sometimes, you know, they're not, they're not fucking perfect in there. And there sometimes they'll get in there and they'll, it'll hit a little nerve in some gum. And they do all that. And then they decide to floss, and they have the audacity to tell you that you are fucking bleeding by the gums when they're flossing, so you don't floss as much as you say you do. Motherfucker, you just came in there with so many tools, all right? You are shredding up my mouth like a fucking cornfield. Of course my mouth is bleeding. I don't do this before I go to bed. I fucking just floss. And also, by the way, the way that they floss, they are getting their yeah. like back and forth. They're like they like I think they're all sadists. Like they do, they want blood. Like there will be blood. Like we're gonna do this. So the answer is always you don't floss enough because you're bleeding like a stuck pig in there because they've fucking gone full medieval on your mouth for the first thirty minutes. And also, lady, I need you to do some more fucking saliva suckage. All right, I'm fucking drowning over here. Oh yeah, drowning. <laughs> 
Jeez Louise, I'm getting waterboarded by my own saliva. Fucking get in there and suck it out. <laughs> oh my God, is the rant over? <laughs> that was a good bit. Yeah, I think it's uh... Okay, here's some pro tips. <laughs> that was great. That was hilarious. Pro tips. Number one. You're really only, you really only have to get x-rays once a year. So every other time you go in there, you say, no, fucking no, we're not doing x-rays. It's too expensive. No, that's what I say. Wow, every say other time. I'm like, no, absolutely not. I'm amazed you say Project no so much. If you put in your AirPods and take the laughing gas, you don't have to listen to them bitch about how you don't floss. You don't have to listen to all those tools. You don't have to listen to any of it. You're just in your own blissful world, high as fuck, on the laughing gas, listening to whatever it is you want to listen to. War on drugs is what you always listen to. War on drugs is excellent. So is, um, oh God, I'm blanking. What's that band? Breeze Blocks. They sing uh, Alt-J. Alt-J. Oh, it's a great one. Yeah. It's a great one. I'm telling you, you're really missing out. I don't know about your dentist, but my dentist does not charge extra for laughing gas. And honestly, that's the play because it's so, people are so much easier to work on. It's so, it's like if they're high, like that's the way to do it. Like don't charge for laughing gas. Your job's going to be so much easier because all your patients aren't going to give a fuck. Yeah, I need to do it next time. I my Have thought to. was like I I can't get on the 405 driving a stick shift. You if can I've been, if I've been fucking giggly goo over here. Oh you know? yeah, oh yeah, you can. Trust me, I'm a pro. Apparently so. Well, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, we should start the show though. I think. Yeah, we should. That yeah. was funny though. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't you go? First? Hopefully, it's as funny when I'm sober, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and a drunk on White Claw Brandi. I would say tipsy. I wouldn't say I'm drunk. That's great. You know, just buzzing, buzzing. Yeah, you're on that perfect level. Mm-hmm. You got to maintain though. That's a thing. You're, you got to pop another watermelon here in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to drink one glass of water in between. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Very, very smart. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible Weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. I gotta go to New York tomorrow. Gotta. Gotta go to New York. Oh, God, these fucking dogs. I hear them. Speaking of, it's Sarah's wardrobe for New York. Oh, oh, how is it to have Sarah home? Are you thrilled? Having Sarah home is great. But here's the thing. She got home, and like we immediately have to go to New York for upfronts to go work. 
She has mm-hmm. to promote her shows. I got to promote mine. It's like whirlwind. She has a couple like auditions out there and stuff. And then, wow. we come, and then we come back here and then we have to go do a photo shoot for like engagement photos and stuff. Big deal. So it's like never ends, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to New York City. Don't want to. Got to. We were thinking about going to SNL. That's always a good time. Yeah, but it's flying all day and then going there and then the after party. I mean, I've never done it, but like the oh, the after party is so fun. I know, but I don't. I I gotta like. I need like a couple days to get ready for an after party. No, like just yeah. drink on the plane. You'll be great. No, if I drink on the plane, then I'll have no energy. No, 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 no. You just gotta keep drinking. Well, you know, give this girl a couple white claws, and all of a sudden she's fucking. <laughs> I'm ready to party. You got some fave things, bro, or what? Uh, you know what I did start? I don't know if you ever got into this show, but HBO does this little show called Made for Love. Did you watch the first season? No. Okay, well, season two just came out. It's not no-name actors. I, the guy in it is from, is familiar, the guy that plays the lead. I can't remember his name. Billy something? Mm-hmm. But it's cute. It's it's a, it's a an easy watch. The episodes are short. I think they're like 30 minutes, maybe 40 and it's kind of like this like sadistic humor or something. It's like dark humor. It's funny, but it's yeah. like kind of dark at the same time. I don't know entirely know what's going on in season two, but there's a dolphin in it. And I really like the dolphin. Her name is Zelda. And they can talk to the dolphin. And it's pretty cool. It's, it's, a, it's a little futuristic also. Like this little lead guy, he's kind of like the Steve Jobs of like whatever time they're in. And he's created all this crazy tech where he and they live in this place called the hub. And the hub is basically like you virtually you can be anywhere you want but you're in the hub and he puts chips in people's brains like all this crazy new age shit and then he basically in season one like meets this girl and decides he's obsessed with her and what he wants her to be his wife so he puts a chip in her brain without her permission so that he can know what she's thinking and what she and and all this stuff all the time and like see what she sees all the time it's crazy and she goes like all like a lot of season one not knowing about this chip then she finds out and of course she's furious so she's like get this fucking chip out of my brain right towards the end of season one so i don't want to ruin it for you but season two obviously the, the chip is out but she's back in the hub and uh, so it's it's interesting, like the second go around, she knows what's going on. She's fully aware of all the things and she's using it to her advantage to get what she wants, which I really appreciate. So it's cute. It's good. It's a good watch. What is the name of the show? Made for Love. Oh, Ray- yeah, I have seen this. Ray Romano's in it. Oh, yeah, he is. A young woman on the run after 10 years in a suffocating marriage to a tech billionaire suddenly realizes that her husband has implanted a revolutionary monitoring device in her brain that allows him to track her every move. HBO Max's Made for Love. That girl's in everything these days. Her name. What else is she in? Well, she's in, what was that little movie that she She was in Palm Springs. Yeah, that one. She's great in Palm Springs. Oh, she was mm-hmm. in The Wolf of Wall Street. She was in Fargo. Yeah, she's killing she's it. She's good. Yeah. I like her. That looks good. I have a... It's not a least favorite thing. It is a... I feel like a lot of people hyped this up and it didn't live up to it thing. Okay. When Robert Pattinson and... Zoe Kravitz's The Batman came out. People were talking about this like it was the best Batman that has ever been released, better than Dark Knight Rises. That's crazy to me because, one, I think that role for for Heath Ledger was transcendent. He was so good in that. 
Oh, yeah. So when I heard people being like, this one's better, I was like, all right, fuck yeah. That's going to be a great movie. We watched it last night. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I love the film noir aspect of it. Like, that's cool. I love the humanity that is Batman right now. Like, he's not just, like, unstoppable. But in no way, shape, or form, my friends, is it anywhere near Dark Knight Rises. It's not even playing the same game, let alone on the same playing field. And here's the thing that like really kind of annoyed me about it. And I get it when you start some when you start a series, you it's gonna be a little fragmented because you want it to go in a bunch of different ways. And I get it. There were just way too many storylines. You got the Riddler, okay? Then you got the Penguin, okay? And then you got Falcone, okay? And then you have Catwoman, and then like the thing with her dad, and then you have Batman and his relationship with his father and also with Alfred, and then like the new mayor and the old commissioner and the new commission. Way too many storylines, guys. Let's just focus on one fucking bad guy, maybe two, but way too many things are happening. Three hours long, no thank you, all right? Let's cut it down. Let's work on the next one, maybe, but no way, shape, or form is it anywhere near Dark Knight. The other thing that I think that what I really loved about, is it really Scott that did Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. What he did was, the main character wasn't Batman, at least in Dark Knight and then the, the one with, with Bane, with Tom Hardy. The main characters- Hot. The main characters were the villain, even though like that's not how it was, Heath Ledger was up for best supporting. Let's be fair, he was a star in that. But in this one, it is Robert Pattinson is the star. But you got to let the villains be the stars, all right? Because we all know Batman. You know that Batman's going to win. Also, call I think him. Christopher Nolan directed Dark Knight. Chris, what did I? Who did I say? Ridley Scott. Yeah. There's when you said it, I was like, mm, yeah, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. You're right. Also, I don't understand why Colin Farrell did so much prosthetics to be the penguin like mm-hmm. let's just go get a fat guy you guys probably spent so much money to get colin farrell and you can't even tell it's him yeah so like how does this work is there like an origin story one the in the next one where colin farrell gets to be skinny penguin didn't make a whole lot of sense but anyways <laughs> I, penguin. I do like the uh the batman's batmobile i think that's pretty cool okay uh, that that is is i like that and that's kind of it uh, speaking of colin farrell though I recently watched The Gentleman, and I've talked about this movie before, but Guy Ritchie is a goddamn genius. And Guy Ritchie and Quentin Tarantino are the two best contemporary filmmakers of our time. I'm sorry, like I, all of their movies I love, but I was rewatching The Gentleman, and as much as I love like Lock, Stock, and Sue, Smoking Barrels, or Snatch, and Snatch is such a good movie. Brad Pitt's so fucking good in that movie. But The Gentleman, I think, is... An absolutely perfect movie. And if you haven't seen it, you need to. It's a perfect Guy Ritchie film. The narration by Hugh Grant is so good. Matthew McConaughey plays Matthew McConaughey. So, like, it's whatever you get, what you get. Charlie Hunnam guy is so awesome in it. I love him. And Henry Golding is a great bad guy. Colin Farrell is such an amazing reluctant hero. The film is just so fucking good. For whatever reason, when you think of Guy Ritchie films, you just think of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, or you think of Snatch, and you don't think of this movie, but The Gentleman is just so good. Go watch it. I need to watch that. I have not seen it. It's like, Hugh Grant is so fucking good in it, because he narrates the entire thing, and he plays this kind of effeminate reporter that's 
basically trying to extort the mob money because he's been following them and he knows exactly what's going on and he writes a a script for a movie that's uh, of what's happening in all their lives and he goes and he tells the story through the script to Charlie Hunnam and it's so great like it's genius I really really like that film are you a western gal it's funny you say that you know what I watched the first episode of last night that I'd never seen what did you watch Godless? No, but I wanted to. It. I was like flipping through stuff on Netflix last night, and I was like, "Wait, this looks so good!" But it's it came out in like 2018 or something. It's it's kind of old, and I was like, "How did I sleep on this?" Yeah. So I just started that. It's really good. I mean, I was a big Western kid, but I used to read a lot of Westerns. Like, Louis L'Amour is, like, my fucking jam. And then I went down, like, a long and lonesome road of, like, being a huge Billy the Kid fan. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. I don't know. I mean, I, I've lived a weird life. But they have a... There's a new show out. It's on Epics. That's the only problem. It's like, I don't know who's got oh. Epics. But it's an original series called Billy the Kid. An epic romantic adventure based in the life of Billy the Kid from his humble Irish roots and his early days as a cowboy and gunslinger in the American frontier to his pivotal role in the Lincoln County War and beyond Billy the Kid. I will say like just because I've read like every memoir and book about Boo the Kid. He is a very, very compelling character in Americana. And I watched the first couple episodes. They're a little slow because they're world building for you. I imagine if you stick with it and if you are like a big Western person or like your boyfriend or your husband's into it, this might be something for them. All right. We got to give some for the guys, you know? Gotta because there's, you know, at least three that listen to this podcast, I think. That's true. (laughs) I saw something the other day that just like really cracked me up. Life and Style wrote an article about Sarah and I, okay? Okay, Life and Style is usually trash. Yeah, oh, it's going to get worse. So then what I think happened was the article was then translated into some other language, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I think what happened was it got translated back into English and put out, and I was reading it, and it was the funniest fucking thing in the world because it's just so weird and wrong, okay? (laughs) The headline is, They're a trendy couple. Take a glance in Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams' maximum cute moments. Hmm. Starts out, Paradise! Exclamation point. Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams are the easiest result of when fact and TV worlds collide because the trendy circle of relatives famous person and Bachelor in Paradise bartender began relationship in 2018. The couple have stolen the hearts of enthusiasts all over the place. By the way, I think that they think that modern family is called the trendy circle of relatives. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> Wells pooped the massive query in July of 2019. I think they meant to say popped the question, but nope, pooped the massive query in July of 2019 throughout a romantic seaside holiday, just like the chivalrous gentleman he is. Okay. The bachelor, the bachelor country famous person requested each Sarah's actual folks and on-screen folks to invite for her hand in marriage sooner than he proposed to her. I think what they're trying to say is that I asked permission to marry her by her TV parents and her real parents. 
Quote, when my fiancé proposed, he requested my ma and pa for his her, and her blessing. What are we, living in the Old West? Like, are we prairie people? <laughs> ma and pa! She stated throughout the April 2020 sequence finale of Trendy Circle of Relatives. Still love that that's the name of Modern Family. The Greek captivating actress and radio host deliberate to deliberate to get married in august 2020 so i think what they're trying to say is the geek charming actress and radio host but the geek captivating actress is pretty so pretty Mm. funny all over january 2018 visitor look on jimmy kimmel reside the satanic actress published that she met wells in some way that's simply as funny as their personalities makes no sense not uh, now, not most effective, did her DM her a meme. However, he DM'd her a meme of sliding in her DMs. What the fuck did I just have a stroke? I don't know what any of that means. In quotes, <laughs> I assumed him used to be humorous and he used to be partial to my display. I noticed him because the bartender and I used to like, that's in reality, lovely, she gushed. I don't know what any of that means. It's like Borat a little bit. Like, I used to be unmarried. Clearly, we were wah-woo and used to be like, that's really superior and you're being very ahead, she stated. (laughs) However, very assured and attractive. I favor that. We were wah-woo. Wow. Anyways. Honestly, when you said life and style, my expectations were very low. I know. The trendy relatives, though, is the trendy relatives. So good. I mean, it would have been a, it would have been a better world if Modern Family was called the Trendy Relatives. I think. Would it or would you be poor because nobody would watch? It? Maybe so. You know that uh, the original name of that show was supposed to be was supposed to be American Family. I think I did know that. It's good they changed it. I feel like Modern Family is better. Yeah, it's definitely better. Question. Have you seen this candy show that Jessica Biel's in on Hulu? No. Okay, I need you to watch it because it looks terrifying. Okay. And I need to know if I can watch it. Is it a scary movie or is it like a about yeah. people like Look kids it up. making candy? I think candy. it's a show. I think it's a show. It looks very scary. But Jessica Biel, like I like Jessica Biel. Candy Montgomery is a nineteen eighties housewife and mother who did everything right. But when the pressure of conformity builds within her, her actions scream for just a bit of freedom until someone tells her to shush with deadly results. Candy. It's on Hulu. You gotta watch the preview. It looks terrifying. All right. I mean, yeah, they make her look ugly, but Jessica Biel's hot, so it's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So that's on my radar, my watch list. You know what's on mine? What? The Staircase. Okay, I was going to ask you about this. Have you ever seen, do you ever watch season one? No, The Staircase, the documentary, I watched. I was obsessed. We talked about it on this show a lot. And then we went into okay. the owl theory and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. But now HBO has made it into a movie, like a series with Parker Posey and Colin Firth and T- Tony Collette and a bunch okay, of Okay, but isn't, aren't they on season two? Or am I incorrect on that? I think there's only one season so far. Oh, I thought they just came out with season two. And I was like, wait a minute. How did I sleep on season one? What is going on here? Well, no, the original one, The Staircase on Netflix, was a documentary. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I think that's what you're thinking of. And now this is like the made-for-TV movie of it. It's a movie? It's not a show? 
No, it's a show. It's a. Okay, it's got okay, eight okay. episodes so far. Okay, I'm gonna watch this. Yeah. Have you started it? No, I haven't. But I loved the documentary, and I also don't think he did it. Ooh, hot take. All hot right. Take, yeah. I. Uh, um, owl theory, baby. Owl theory. Oh, you know what? I started, and I just have such a hard time with subtitles. Have you seen any of Tokyo Vice? so funny you say that my barber was telling me about that today and he was like it's so good but i was like this sounds like some subtitle stuff and he was like well some Uh of it's in english and some of it's subtitles yeah but ansel elgore is in it and he is such a freaking cutie and it does sound really good i watched episode one and it was just tough to get into but i have a feeling it's one of those shows that if you can stick with it i bet it's really good yeah, this is also on HBO. HBO is pumping out some shit. Um, mm-hmm. A Western journalist working for a publication in Tokyo takes on one of the city's most powerful crime bosses, Tokyo Vice. Yeah, I want to check that out. And then the last thing on my radar, I think it just came out, is a documentary on Netflix called Our Father. Have you seen the preview for this? No. Oh, shit. Okay, do you remember? I remember the story coming out, but I can't remember when it did, but it was a while ago, about this fertility doctor that was, like, swapping out, like, like, putting his own sperm, and then women, all these women who got pregnant and didn't know it was his sperm, but it was, and then, and then, like, fast forward, all these, all these adults are doing, like, like, 23 and me and figuring out that they're all related and traced it back to this freaking doctor. Yeah, I remember this story. After a woman's at-home DNA test reveals multiple half-siblings, she discovers a shocking scheme involving donor sperm and a popular fertility doctor, our father. It is so fucked up. It's like, it's like, what was that guy that, the Waco guy, Koresh. It was, it's like, it's like Koresh, but like a guy with a PhD or something. And the, these poor people, like, I just watched the preview of this show and I'm already hooked. These people live in this small town and they're like finding this out and they're like, oh my God, like I just keep getting, you know, email after email saying like, we found new, you know, relatives or new people or whatever. And you're, and, and she, this lady's like, I'm literally just praying it's not somebody that I've dated or married or like <laughs> fucked or like something like it's just terrifying. Each time you get like a notification of all these new relatives, like you're just panicked because the town is small and everyone and you're finding out you're related to so many people like that must be so scary. Yeah, it's fucked up. Very. So I'm going to watch that because, you know, I, I love a hot doc. I mean, but not a hot doctor. I mean, I also love that, but I love a hot documentary as well. I got some things for the airplane ride tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, one thing I did see, like, in the Bachelor world that I thought was interesting was that Scott Disick was photoed with Corinne. I don't know. Do you remember Corinne from The Bachelor? Oh, God, yeah. If Corinne makes it on to Keeping Up with the Kardashians... Yeah, well, good for you. But I tell you what, remember Corinne had a nanny that was like that would made her pasta or How something. How could I forget? If that nanny isn't making fucking Kim Kardashian some pasta in the next episode, I am gonna, I'm done. That would be great. All right. Well, I mean, I feel like we got to play some some thick Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I know that like your sister wanted to be called Young Nikki. Oh yeah. But I think Thick Nick is a good one. <laughs> You know? Honestly, I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, is, no, that, that, is makes... that is that rude? I'm not. It's, I don't think it was, when someone says like, "Oh, she's thick," like that's like a good thing, right? It's a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So I thought. Yeah. 
And she wants to be young. She thinks she's young Nikki. Young Nikki. Thick Nick. I, I just, I mean, I, mean, I, I probably should cut graduated. this out. Probably should cut this out. People are going to come after me for it. <laughs> probably. But her ass is pristine. I'll give her that. She just released a bunch of tour dates, which is super cool. Uh, I think first she's doing Europe. And then she's playing some shows in the States. She's got a Nashville date I saw. There is an L.A. date. So I'm going to expect you to go. Yeah. Uh, Noah's new song is called Mr. Percocet. Young Nikki. Young Nikki. I'm I'm (laughs) nervous about her. All right. Let's let's be safe out there. I know. I barely recognize you when you wake up in the morning. Must be someone else's eyes that I look into. I like that. It's good. I like that bass line. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's still a sad song. <laughs> Classic Nikki. But I feel like the the music part, actually, it, it sounded a little happier, a little more upbeat than the norm for her. Yeah, a few less minor chords than we're yes, used to. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Get a noe. Do you like Ingrid Andrus? Yeah. I like her a lot. Play her new song. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's called Seeing Someone Else. Let you step out the room to call Didn't catch you in an old cliche No perfume or lipstick stains Mmm, maybe it'd be better Maybe it'd be worse if I had someone to hate Blame for all the hurt Well, this won't work when you're still a man I'm not That's good. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm into it. Ryan Adams, Romeo and Juliet, is this him covering dire straits hmm. Juliet looks up and sees Romeo yep in her camouflage pants and oh, dirty poncho no extending her arm she flips him the bird blows him a kiss and winks as she turns Then like the sound of thundering clouds on the mountain Bullets and shells where Juliet fell behind the hotel in the garbage Well, it sounds like Ryan Adams. Sure does. Yeah. I'll always love him, but he really lost me when he took that turn and covered Taylor Swift. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Still love you, though, Ryan. Here's the thing, though. I thought he did a good job with those songs. <laughs> God, here we go. I mean, like, only Ryan Adams can, like, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I want to cut that because people are like, oh, why is she against Taylor? Ah. Okay, but why can't I have a fucking opinion? Okay. 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 I didn't say I was against Taylor. I said I was against Ryan Adams covering Taylor. There's subtext here. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. I will keep it in. All right, well, 
Go have a have another white claw, bro. You know, I think I might get another claw dad in there. Might. I think you deserve it. I mean, honestly, okay. Let's can we just circle back to the Taylor Swift thing? Okay. Obviously, she's not my favorite artist. Yes. But she there she does have a couple songs that I really do appreciate. Okay. Maybe that'll help redeem uh, the Taylor Swift haters from hating me so much. <laughs> my favorite Taylor Swift song. I have a Taylor favorite Taylor Swift song is Better Man. God, that's such a good song. Pearl Jam song? Number 10 on no, my no, 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 no. No, she actually wrote it. I don't know if she wrote it. She actually wrote it um, for <laughs> Little Big Town. It oh, was really? their their song. And then she, I think she recorded it for one of her albums or whatever. And I do actually really love her version of it. Okay. It's a great song. I mean, she has a good ones. So let's be fair. She's in one or two. Okay. Better Man's great. What's the other one that I really like? Taylor Slower. I forgot. Just gonna maybe this will just really help redeem. I don't think it is. Redeem my uh, situation here. Yeah. Ooh, I almost do. That's the other Taylor Swift song I really like. Yeah. Great song. Great song. But right. Ryan Adams does not need to be singing Taylor Swift. <laughs> Cut that shit. <laughs> Give her a couple claw daddies and she'll say the truth. <laughs> All right. Go enjoy your beach vacation, Florida. You enjoy your cross-country flight tomorrow. Can't wait. Belly up to the bar and the old lounge and uh, drink a Bloody Mary at 730 in the morning like a crazy mm. man. Excited. Sounds terrible. Uh, see you on the flip side. Bye. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye, wave tears. ever had a Percocet before. Me either. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.